Hey everybody, sorry I've been quiet. I've been busy. We've been busy. We've been busting it over here in Focus Land, the Focus Academy and Spolster Family Chiropractic. Um, we just had our level two, so the advanced um, seminar in the series. We had, um, well, almost 80, 70 something um, doctors from all around the globe, which was really cool. We had uh, about half of them live, spread out, of course, and we had about half of them virtual, and we shout out to Clay Mosley and Dripify for coming in with his team and um, making the virtual piece happen for us. Um, we had a few little glitches, but it wasn't Clay's fault. It was a... It was an internet thing, and um, but our the great news is is the recording went great. Um, so those of you who were there virtually, or those of you who are purchasing as a or watching as a replay, a couple people could not come. A couple of people, um, it was just like a weird time zone thing because of different countries. Although our Australian friends got up at two in the morning. Um, both days and watched all the way through. They are troopers, that's for sure. Um, so I think that one of these years when we can travel again, we owe them coming to them and doing a seminar. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was awesome. It was great. We had lots of intelligent thoughts. We had a lot of intelligent questions. We have um, uh, lots, new lots and lots of new certified doctors out in their communities around the world bringing this information, leading with brain development to make the case for chiropractic, being able to know how to put um, the different hierarchies of brain development um, as bedside assessments and into your exam, how to take all of that to understand how to do your exam, how to do a case history, how to put all this stuff together. We had a parent panel. It was awesome. Anyways, we've been busy. I've been quiet on here. That's why. So I wanted to just come out. I was like, what should I talk to you guys about today? And one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, I teach um, this eight hierarchy system of brain development and how, you know, when we use that, it makes it really simple to um, intelligently read research and know how it fits into what we do, how um, how to understand what we're looking at, and how to tie pieces together um, to find the simplicity in the complexity of looking at all of the different findings of deflected development, behavioral learning, socialization, chronic stress, developmental um, responses, and seeing what is the behavior I'm seeing. Sorry, this light is weird. What is the behavior I'm seeing? What is the parent saying? How do I take a case history? What about my exam? You know, how do I then have a proper re-exam, outcome assessments, all this stuff, um, both in a really formal way in your exam and then in a little quick informal and formal bedside assessment way. So lots there. And so I wanted to talk about today, like, why do you even do an exam? I think that so often in our profession and in a lot of professions, I think that, you know, but I, de I definitely think in our profession, we, we do an exam, but so many doctors don't actually know fully why they're doing the things they're doing in their exam and then how to take those results and, and determine what does that tell you about how and why you should recommend care and then what you should reassess to recommend care and know what confidently when do I decrease care when do I increase care how do I know if I'm making progress besides treating symptoms 
um, and without shifting into the deficit model or treating scans. If you do thermography, like we talked a lot about this this weekend in the advanced seminar and level one, why do you even do that? Why do you do thermography? Do you do thermography, those of you that do it, to look for asymmetrical heat reading? And is that the issue? Is that the issue that you're trying to treat? And so then you have a course of care. And when you see that thermography pattern change, that you have treated it and it's done, I'm like, if you think that's what you're doing with chiropractic care, well, you could do the same thing with an ice cube, right? Um, really. And so we really need to understand what is that thermography telling us about the subluxation neurostructural shift, about the alterations in input to the brain, processing and output. Why do we do the exam? What I teach and what I what's made sense to me, especially with leading with brain development, is there's two pieces to the exam. One, we have to, I always say, we have to ask and answer two big questions. One, we have to ask and answer, hey, what tools is this individual using to process their world? What are their primary tools that they're using to process their world? And then we have an exam that helps us, one, we know how to take a case history based on that. We know how to observe what tools they're using to process their world. If we have a hyperactive kid, we're understanding a little bit more about why he's hyperactive and having the need to touch everything and move his body. Um, and then two, we're doing a targeted exam, neuro exam, to look at infantile movement, gross motor, fine motor, eye movements, auditory verbalization, the ability to take in auditory input, create a, a motor, process that and have a motor plan. We're doing that piece of our exam simply. We're finding the simplicity to answer the first big question. What tools are you using to process your world? Second big question, is there an, are there clinical indicators of an input processing output problem? Input processing output problem, i.e. subluxation, altering autonomic function and efficiency. We better be able to know what does that look like. Look, what I do, what I think makes the most sense to me is what do we know that's going to be there if we have this thing called subluxation, neurostructural shifting, whatever, um, or this input processing output problem, what is going to be there? We're going to see postural changes potentially, range of motion changes potentially, autonomic imbalance, sympathetic, parasympathetic, efferent issues on the SEMG potentially, thermography efferent issues. We're going to see these things. We have to know how to classify them and we have to know how to put these two, find these clinical, um, I call them breadcrumbs. We get to be the investigator to find the breadcrumbs, to find the clues to the bigger picture. We need to be able to put these things together, look at them and go, this is the care I need to recommend and this is what I have to reassess to know if I'm on the right track, if I need to add something in, if I need to reduce frequency, change frequency, co-manage, add nutrition in, add neurosensory work in, or not get somebody else to do it, work with a neurooptometrist or not, decrease demand or not. So the chiropractor doesn't have to do all that other stuff, but the chiropractor better be knowing how to take the watch and wonder, take an appropriate case history based on what we know about brain development, be able to then and get the answers, ask the right questions in your case history to know what we need to know, and then take a targeted exam to ask and answer the two big questions, be able to put all that together and simply understand it, and then say, present it, present it with a care plan, present it simply, so easy, and then then we can reassess that. Then we can say, now I know why we do 
our exam. I know why, how that relates to what we're seeing with the patient. I then know how to reassess. I know how to intelligently, and based on my findings, my clinical findings, I know how to change frequency, increase frequency, reduce frequency, add something else in, don't add something else in, co-manage with somebody else. You know how to do these things because you understand your exam. This is why we do an exam. The exam is the most exciting part of our job because we get to be an investigator. We get to look for clues. We just have to know how to what to look for and how to interpret them. We get to be an investigator to ask and answer the two big questions. And this is what we have to do. This is how we change lives. This is how we help parents have the self-discovery to know why we can help. This is how we create amazing relationships with other providers, not by saying bone on nerve and uh, pain. No, by understanding the implications of subluxation and how that manifests deflected brain development and what that looks like and how we follow the piece, follow all the different steps to bring it back to this and bring it to our communities. Super exciting. I'm really glad that we have so many of you that are interested in doing that work and interested in just doing a just knowing a little bit more so that you can just know more to do these pieces, not necessarily do more. You will be able to help people in your, your communities have a better expression of life. So that's what I was thinking about today. Hopefully that got a few thoughts going in your head. Um, and uh, let me know if you have any questions. And I'm back. So we'll be doing more and more lessons. If there's things you guys want to hear about, let me know.